Welcome back or welcome to the Beyond the Trail podcast brought to you by Jester Wallace Productions and Hiker Bettles. And I'm one of your hosts, Julie Gayhart, or also known as Jester. And the other host of the show, Austin, welcome back. Great to finally be back. I know. I feel like I have not talk to you in a couple years. I know. Well, we haven't done one of these episodes in a hot minute either, so we're uh, we're we're overdue. I know if there's one thing anybody can count on is we are consistently inconsistent. So, <laughs> we will try to get better everybody. Austin and I between our what I call our 9 to 5 or our day jobs, between we have been aggressively filming for Safe and Found. And Austin just went on a kayak trip, which we are going to talk about. I'm going to make you wait till next week when we have on our special guest, Pete Beck. First of all, I want to say hello to everyone that is in the chat and thanks for joining us. We truly appreciate it before we bring our guest on. But Austin, you know what I do. I try to find something to open the show up with. And I realized we are officially a company. And do you know how you are officially a company? Uh, We get spammed or something? I don't know what. Well, that happens too. You get stickers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Look at these stickers, you guys. Jester Wallace Productions. Well, that's just part of it. You get stickers and that kind of makes you, it doesn't officially make you an LLC. What makes you an LLC, do you know what makes you an LLC? A stack of paperwork. Well, that too. I'm not good at this game. (laughs) Business cards. Oh, look at those things. Mm. I know. Now my I know. They're very sharp. Typically, this is the point in our podcast where we actually talk about hiker medals and we flash a beautiful medal on the screen. But tonight, you guys. The man, the myth, the legend. (laughs) (laughs) How are y'all doing? We're good, Wim. What's up? This is great to see you. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah. There's no better way to introduce you than besides your metal. You, you know what my trail name is, right? No. It's the Metal Man. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. It has nothing to do with my capabilities, just with the, the darn metals. So what we want to do is, you know, we've been talking about this metal and the intricacies of what it took to put together. It's better to hear it from you. Why don't you tell us what this metal's about? why it took you so long to design it and what we're doing with it. So I, there was a lot of pressure with the design of this medal because you all came up with the idea, right? You had explained about the documentary and kind of wanted to associate a medal with it. And then how about the Smokies 900? And I had never heard of that specific accomplishment. So it required some some digging and some research. And so, and, and, and it's funny, right? So if you see the medals, if you kind of compare them and they've evolved over time, but with a new design, you start with a few elements, right? You, you start with, are the flags involved? In this case, there's two, right? So that's a bonus. Then kind of looking at, is there a route involved? Well, the 900 miles as routes, that didn't really work out. But then you look at, okay, what can be on the foreground? And then you really have the picture. You know, I look at a lot of pictures of, of, of online to see what would be a good reflection of what the metal is trying to, to reflect, right? So that turned out to be this, but it took me forever. <laughs> I mean, so it was busy at that time as well, but so I normally I can only really work on medals in the weekend. 
And it was really the, 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 the map at the bottom that you see, right? So it has really, it's, you don't really see it on the metal that you see now, but it has six different levels, right? So each level is I took the map and then I kind of, you know, on, on your iPad, you kind of, it's, it's dot by dot. You kind of reproduce what's there to make that effect then. And it's really, when you see it, you can really see that there's so many levels, but that's what took it so long. And I have to say anything that has to do with mostly forest. It's really hard to design, right? It's really hard to do anything with trees because then at some point in time, they all start to look alike. Look alike. So this with the map and then the altitude, it, it worked out really well, I have to say. And it was important because it was associated to y'all and of course also with Nancy East and what she's doing with the WNC Wilderness Safety Fund. So 10% of our revenue goes back to organizations supporting trails. And in this case, it would be her organization. That does put a little extra pressure on it. If you really know specifically for what organization it is, you really want to make sure it's worth it and doesn't end up in the trash. So yeah, that, that turned out. <laughs> I don't think this one's going to end up in the trash. <laughs> and, and for those, those that are actually watching the, I mean, these metals are three dimensional. So when he's talking about the six different levels, all of those different levels are, are three dimensionally into the metal itself. So I was just. When, when we finally got to see Nancy's uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was just fascinated. I was just like, this, it's a work of art. It's, it's mm. literally a work of art. It's Thank beautiful. You. Appreciate that. It was fun. And I'm so glad you all got to give it to Nancy. <laughs> That's really great. Yeah, she really earned it. Right? She certainly did. She certainly mm-hmm. did. She really did. Yeah. And Austin and I are going to buy them just because. So people ask me about that, right? So, so do you, how do you check if people did it? And like, I don't care. <laughs> if you can live with yourself, I'm good. So the way I look at it is you can either, so like in Nancy's case, she completed the Smokies 900. So she obviously can, can get the medal. The way I look at it too, is you can get a medal as like a, something to hang on your wall and be like, that's going to be a, a someday, you know, and, and as like a motivation, you know, if you hang it up on your wall and be like, I'm going to earn that, that's mine. I'm going to get it. That's something I'm going after. I may never actually complete the Smokies 900, but I just think it's so there, there's so much meaning for me personally when, that's represented in that medal. I think it's it's going to happen. So before we get into the bulk of the show, since we're talking about medals, I did see on Facebook you have released some more. So tell us about those. There's a few are on the way right now. They they should be here. I think early next week looks like it. So I have Ice Age Trail coming up, which I'm really excited. So many people had asked for that for so long. And I just didn't get to it. And now it's there. And I, yeah, not to brag, but it looks really nice. It looks really nice. And then we got the Florida Trail, which was an interesting one to do. And the Dolomites in Italy. So that's also there. So those are coming in in about a week. And then there's two new designs that have just gone to the factory. So that will be another few more weeks before they're ready. It's a long process to get them actually made. It's the Manitou Incline. It's probably the metal for the shortest hike. It's a mile. And initially it's like, I'm not going to do the metal, right? I mean, how, why am I going to do metal for a mile? But uh, I would like to do the metal to incline, but it's of course, if you don't know, right? So this is on the side of Pikes Peak and in a mile, you, you, the, the elevation change is 2000 feet. So it's very steep and it takes several hours. So you also go back on the bar trail, I think. So this, I think total is about three or four miles. But so it's the shortest hike I have a medal for, but a lot of people have been asking for it because they do it with families and, you know, so it's, it's, it's kind of fun. So the manager incline and then the Camelback mountain is coming out. That's another one that just finished and that should be also be probably four more weeks and it should be available as well. So yeah, pretty productive 
talk to us about how how Hiker Metals came into being. So I was also a full-time job, like both of you as well, right? So the, nine to five or more. In 2016, the company I was working for came up with a sabbatical. And so it was going to be four weeks off. And I was really trying to figure out what am I going to do? I was not necessarily a hiker. I'm a runner, right? So I've run marathons, half marathons, but not necessarily a hiker. But then I saw the movie, the documentary, Mile, Mile and a Half. And I thought that would be something, because you really want to do something that recharges your battery instead of just doing chores at home, right? So I started to get ready for, I started training. I educated myself, you know, trying not to be the, right, the, the target of a search and rescue. Very overwhelming in the beginning, especially because of the altitude, very concerning. And the only, my only way to get a permit was to go northbound, which means the second day you're at the highest, you're on Mount Whitney. So I was going to do all that. And then, but when I run a 5k here in the neighborhood, I get a medal. And there I'm, I'm hiking 240 miles or so I did in the end in total. And I would get nothing. But then I thought, well, why don't I try to make something? So. I reached out to a company and they said, well, yeah, you can, sure, we can do something with, for you, but you have to order a hundred. So I designed the medal, the, the John Mayer trail one. And uh, so ordered a hundred and thought, well, what's the worst that going to happen, right? I could probably try to sell these. And this was all still before I started the trip. And then when they came in, I mean, they were really nice and it was very grateful. There was a Facebook group and they allowed me to post because they thought it was so unique. And literally the remaining, they sold almost in a weekend. And then I got all these questions for how about the, the Appalachia Trail or the PCT or, right? So, but th- at that point, I still had to go on the hikes. I had no idea what, was, what I was going to do with this. But what was incredibly rewarding is on Mount Whitney. So at some point in time, you get to the point where you have to leave your packs behind. And I had my medal on the outside and somebody walked up to me, oh, I got the same medal. And I was like, yeah, no, that's from me. So like, yeah, no, no, no. I, I bought that online. I said, yeah. Yeah, that's I sold me. it to you. <laughs> so, Wait, so you so, carried you carried the metal on the trail? I did. I oh, did. So it, it's ultra light approved then. All right. All right. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> I, I, seriously, right? Because I think I left at Kearsage Passage to, I took a, a rest day and I shipped some stuff back and I almost put the metal in there. I was, I, I was in not good condition by the time. I thought, I want to get this. But I kept it, thankfully. I was really grateful to be able to carry it with me. So that's how it started, really. And then it evolved by the all. So it, for the longest time, there were just three, four. I made a big mistake with the second medal, which was PCT, and I just copied their logo. Oops, <laughs> you, can't, you can't do that. So I had to toss that whole back. Actually, so I donated to the PCT, so they, the association, and they could be able to use them and just give them out to volunteers and everything. So I had to redesign that. So lesson learned. But yeah, it was, so that's how it started. And yeah, by now, so now we are in, so yeah, for seven years, wow, golly, seven years. And it's about 55. And I think with all these new ones now, uh, 60 designs. Yeah. And they sell all over the world. It's today was Australia, yesterday, Germany. It was the other one, Germany, France. So it's Mexico. So it's, it's fun. And the connection is so much fun, right? The connection with the hikers, the stories that you hear, because for everybody, it's an experience. They don't buy the medal to show off. It is to commemorate something, right? A specific, a unique experience in their life, which was the JMT, because I have not done a hike like that since then. I may not think about it daily, but it comes pretty closely. I think when I was done with the geometry, I thought this never again. It was so hard. <laughs> <laughs> but 
you know, it changes you. And so it, it, it's, yeah, it, it's, you, you think about it a lot. And this is what the, the metal kind of reflect. And it's not that you're going to walk around with a metal <laughs> right around your neck. It's just to have, especially if it's an engraved on the back as well, with something special about it. Yeah. And that's how it came about. What's the number one selling metal? Good question. It is probably El Camino in Spain. That's very popular because it's also international, right? Everest is Everest Base Camp is yeah because the first time somebody asked me actually for Everest and I thought you got to be kidding me who's going to I mean I'm right how many people climb Everest but then I thought let me do Everest Base Camp incredibly popular also international a lot and then Tour du Mont Blanc is very popular and then of course anything Grand Canyon the rim to rim rim to rim so that those are very popular as well. Can you talk to us about like the design process because every single one of these medals is from scratch. Because I have a long list of medals that people, that customers still would like me to design, right? So I get these requests and I add them to the list. And if I, it depends a little bit on the more demand I get, then that becomes a priority. Initially, it's just a Google search. Look at the images and you see if it's all foresty, it's all green, right? Or if it's high mountains, you, you see, they, they give you immediately an idea. Okay. This is what's going to be, right? High level, a lot of green. What are the colors? And then you go into the details. But the thing is, you want to have things in the design that really make people like, yeah, I had that on the trail, right? For Angel's Landing, the, the cable, right? That you can mm-hmm. pull yourself up on. That's, that's in there. In the, in the Ice Age Trail, it has those, the trees have a, a yellow marker, right? With paint. That's on there. So you, I, I have my standard searches, right? So it starts with an overview to get a, a general idea. Then I look at the route. I look at the flags, right? Like I don't know all the flags of all the states by heart. Then look at, are there trail markers, right? Or anything special. And if I have somebody who's asked for the medal, I normally run it by them, right? What is the one number one thing that you want to see in the, in the medal? Yeah. What about animals? Because so, I think I noticed something on the Ice Age Trail. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I've, you never see people on the medals. I stay, I stay away from it. Never, it will never look good, right? So I also steered away from animals until the Kilimanjaro. People had been asking about it. So I have a giraffe there and I don't know what else I have. An elephant I have on there. But it's really hard to draw. So, but yeah, on the Ice Age Trail has a, a mammoth. So I do animals now, but still I would not do people on there because a lot of the, yeah, you know, you see hikers on there and I've st- tried to stay away from there. I try also stay away from structures. I think the JMT is the exception. I do have a question because you mentioned that you draw these things on your iPad. Are you using a particular program? Because when I draw on an iPad, it looks worse than an Etch-a-Sketch. So are you <laughs> yeah. utilizing a particular software? Yeah, I think it's anything. So I it's I think it's called graphic. I don't know. It's not, not that sophisticated, uh, but it doesn't exactly what I need it to do, right? It needs to be a vector file, which vector file means you can blow it up as much as you want, right? So that's what I can give to the factory. And also because I re- a few years ago, I switched factories, right? Because I worked initially with an intermediate. So I would kind of give them a more of a rough design and that they would finalize it in their software. But I would miss, there was no depth in there, right? It was all flat because I had no way to communicate to them. I would, you know, I would draw lines on a piece of paper, right? This needs to be deeper. <laughs> I didn't know how to use the right terminology, but they were all kind of, flat and so then at some point in time and the, and the metals were getting thinner so then i switched to i went straight to the factory and now in it with this software i can specifically say because indeed everything has a different layer 
And so this is at, you know, it starts at the, the, it's at least four millimeters always, right? So that gives it the, the, the heavier weight, but sometimes a little thicker as well. I can indicate exactly what, where I want things, how thick I want things to be. So I do draw it roughly on a piece of paper first. And then I do use pictures and, and kind of to, to draw it then on the iPad. And, and but often it's, 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 it's dot by dot. You blow it up so big and you can kind of trace it pixel by pixel almost to get it the way you want it to, uh, to be. That's what was so fascinating to me because it's not just about drawing. Like you said, there's layers. You're talking about a three dimensional object that you're designing. So like, yeah. So you shared with us the, the, the source files for the Smokies 900 metal mm-hmm. and it was, it looked nothing like the metal itself because yeah. it was all color coded, but it was just fascinating to me that all of these different files, when you stack them on top of each other, that's what creates the metal. I just, I yeah. was, it was so cool to me. I was yeah, like, that's on a little bit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> So one of the cool things about what we're doing at specifically Jester Wallace Productions is we have a partnership with UWIM and Hiker Metals. And our conversation here tonight could not be more than what we envisioned. You know, we've really turned into friends. This has Mm -hmm. really turned into a partnership. And we reached out to you at the end of 2022. And one of our goals was... We really wanted to work with somebody specifically on the Safe and Found documentary that we have coming up or or that we're working on, but we also wanted this partnership to be more than just, hey, you know, be a sponsor for us and we'll reach out to you every once in a while. And I think we've accomplished that. So people that have been listening to the episodes have heard Austin and I talk about this but I think it would be cool if people could hear your perspective. And you did join us back in March, so it'd be cool to hear about that as well. Yeah, no, the partnership is something amazing, right? So yeah, yeah you all reached out to me a few months ago. It was initially a very long email, <laughs> it was very well written. <laughs> and then when we got on the call, it was just, it was the perfect timing, I think, right? So Heike Metals is not a big business, right? It's, it's doing well, and but it's... It's, it's a side business. And I do wonder where can it go next? This is not about making money. I have a job for that that pays the bills. I also feel incredibly guilty to be truly honest because you want to, you know, you ask, you know, why are you giving money back to the organization? <laughs> and part of it is guilt. Right? I can't believe people wouldn't pay money to me for something I designed. I still can't fathom that really. So to give back, it it kind of alleviates me from my guilt, but it also helps, right? And it's not, you know, they're not going to call, name a trail after hiker medals. It's, it's not that much money, right? But it's, it's, it's symbolic and you can round up a little bit at the end of the year, but it's really because it's that about that connection, right? I'm not here to make money off of all these trails. I, I, it's, it's about giving back and people that buy the medals, I want them to feel good as well. Okay. That you buy it, but you also you're giving back right to the trail that you clearly care about. And almost all of the U.S. trails, I, well, I, I think about fifty percent have dedicated um, beneficiaries, and others more generic. So, but when you reached out, it, I was to the point: what's next? And it was perfect timing. And I think I, I have no idea. And again, it, it kind of had to evolve, and it was not like a, a bullet list: this is what you're going to get, right? Or this is what we try to accomplish. I think it was the connection that we had, uh, of course, with, with just with you, Julian, and with Austin. And then just what you were trying to accomplish. And of course, the, uh, the documentary, which I'm definitely uh, very fascinated by and 
can't wait to see the end result. So uh, the timing was just perfect. And it's been where y'all have been so great and so supportive. And again, it's, it's not about the sales that this would generate. It's about the connection, the connection with y'all, with, you know, your listeners. So the time was great. And I'm, yeah, grateful for this opportunity. And yeah, I love, love being here and love, love the connection. You know, your family has grown as well with Nancy and the Haywood County search yeah. and rescue team. And you had the opportunity, you and your wife flew mm-hmm. up for the weekend from Texas yeah. and met us in Western North Carolina. Walk us through, you know, your thought process on that. And you know what? Maybe Austin set the stage on what that day was. Why did Wim meet us and what were we doing? So the idea started from our very first filming with Nancy and the crew the previous month. And we had sat down and talked with Mike, one of the team members. He's kind of the head honcho. I was like, I want to go out on a rescue mission. I want to film a rescue mission because I think it would be uh, invaluable footage um, to, to you know, try to tell the story of the search and rescue team. What better way than to, than to tell it through an actual rescue? Mike very kindly said that I would not be going out on a rescue mission with a team. I was more than welcome to come to like the command post or something like that, but, but not out with the team for a, a, a myriad of different reasons. And I totally get those, but I had to ask. And so through that conversation, he mentioned that they were actually conducting a training event the following month, uh, where the Haywood County search and rescue team, along with the Carolina mountain club, were doing kind of a joint thing where they're bringing in CMC folks to kind of supplement the search and rescue teams for these longer events, you know, the three plus day events, they're going to bring in these CMC folks and, and help with search and rescue. And so that was the premise for the the event. And then the scenario was, is that Nancy was going to be the lost hiker out in the woods and these teams were going to go out in the woods and try to find her. And so we threw it out there. And, and quite honestly, when I didn't, you know, we put it out there, but I was like, you know, he lives in Texas. There's no way he's going to be able to come. So we were actually o- overjoyed when you were like, yeah, I'll be out there. I was like, Awesome. <laughs> so yeah, tell us about from your perspective, like, cause we threw a bunch of stuff at you. Yes, it was great. I mean, for, so uh, Laura, my wife joined me as well. It was a great opportunity yeah. to meet you both and kind of, you know, talk a little bit about what we were doing. And I'm fascinated by search and rescue, right? So when you think about search and rescue, all you initially may think about, at least I did, was the helicopter you see flying over, right? Picking up somebody and leaving. That's, that's not it, right? It's the search part. <laughs> That is the hardest part, most likely. And uh, we're also hoping to avoid it. And, you, and, you know, we're doing everything we can with hiker safety to try to, to, right, to not need that. But it's great to know that if you need it, it's there. I was in awe that day. The, the, the amount of people that were involved and the logistics just to get a command center set up and all the equipment that gets involved, they had it all set up. I, because I thought it was just a training event, right? With people, I don't know, get some some instructions and they all go do their, their thing but it was so well coordinated it was like a real event and so many volunteers right and that's what yeah. it takes unbelievable but indeed the the search aspect of it was incredible and it was also pretty clear that we could not go with the actual search uh, and rescue Austin, you were able to go right that was awesome i had to sell my soul but but yeah it was so fascinating to to see the organization and then they had different groups, right? They were all going to do uh, different things, but we were able to listen in how the groups were getting organized. The volunteers don't know each other either, right? So uh, they had to, f- 
first of all, also make sure that they wouldn't lose anybody on the trail. The procedures they put in place to make sure that they don't lose anybody. And then also, uh, because something happened that day, and you may better, uh, Julie, to recollect exactly what happened, but there was some kind of a miscommunication that happened, right? And But because of a small event of maybe not following, following protocol, what can happen clearly, which I think almost happened, is where the search and where the volunteers are very close to the actual targets, I th- this is, right? We don't call mm-hmm. them victims, right? But target without finding them, right? Uh, because of whatever reason. It was very interesting. I was very honored that you could see that from so close by and, and witness it and, and, and see how they did the, the rescue. Things were so chaotic back at command post. It would get chaotic and then it would calm down. It would get chaotic mm. when they would hear from one of the teams and then I was able to be inside the command post, hear it all the chaos, and they were getting coordinates and, and various things were happening. So it was a really, really good day. Yeah, so that was an absolutely very memorable day, and it was, it was great. It was really great weekends. Yeah, and then the very next day, you guys flew out, went home, and were probably <laughs> and probably collapsed when you got home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was a short trip, but it was really, it was really worth it, yeah. I met great people. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, we cannot thank you enough for what you're doing, for what you're helping us do. So the honor is all mine and I appreciate it. It's, it's been so much fun and so much more to come. So I don't think I have any more questions, Wim. Austin, is there anything else you can think of? No, Wim, any final thoughts or anything like that before we no. uh, close it out? No, thank you for uh, having me on the show. Love being here. So great seeing you both. I'm just super excited about what we're going to be able to do together. So good things. Good things. I do have a parting thought. Again, because we are consistently inconsistent, we are going live next Thursday again with the River King, Mr. Pete Beck. So we are taking a departure. We're we're an equal opportunity podcast. Yes, so we even are. We say beyond the trail podcast. We, we like to talk to folks from, from all outdoor venues. So if you're on YouTube and you paddle any type of watercraft, uh, you probably know the River Kings. Pete's a good friend of mine, and he has agreed to come on the podcast and talk about the River King community and all the great things that, uh, that have come from that. All right, you guys. As always, we truly appreciate you joining us. Be safe out there, everybody. And Austin? Good times.